0: <laughs> from Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode number 200, live from the Atlanta Pen Show, brought to you by our friends at the Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I have the pleasure of being joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, Michael. And Anna Reinert. I'm very emotional right now. It's, it's, it's hitting me pretty hard. Yep. So we have an audience here, a fantastic audience, who are joining us for this live show in Atlanta. They're all very beautiful, Brad, aren't they? This is an awesome crowd. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Yeah. So, I know this is a pen show, Mm -hmm. right? And people think that, like, a pen show is crazy. So many people wanted to be here. We had to give out tickets. Yeah. Because we had a maximum in the room, we have standing room,
1: yeah, <laughs> because we have too many people in the room, so this didn 't hit us till late. This was
0: a no.
2: last
1: minute panic, like two three days ago, we realized we might have an issue, which is an awesome issue it It, it seems to be, so yeah, yeah I was out. like,
0: I think there 's going to be more people than we have space in the room for, and I think my heart fell off like it just <laughs> went. <sighs> Because this is amazing. Uh, And again, for the listeners at home, I'll just tell you something that happened. So we were getting the room set up. So me, Brad, and Anna and the guys here, were setting up the room. And we're like, okay, bathroom break before we start. We open the door and go outside and there's just all these people there. And I have never felt a shudder through my body like that (laughs) one. (laughs) Uh, And everyone that was there got to see me do this really weird movement. That was that shudder. (laughs) So... I want to thank all of you for being here and everyone listening who was a backer of this that has made this happen. I can't believe that we're doing this now every Mm -hmm. year and it feels like it's getting bigger and bigger and it's amazing. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you all so much.
0: We're going to just clap you guys (coughs) for that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, before we start, there's a couple of like incredible things that have happened in the last couple of days that I wanted to talk about. The first being listeners from afar. Who are here, which is crazy. So I came from the UK and I'm like, ah, oh, I've come all the way from the UK. I've traveled so far. But we have Julia and Pontus from Sweden who came here today. And I thought, wow, Sweden, like Sweden's even further than me. And then I bumped into a guy and we're going to talk a, li- a little bit later about what he showed me. His name is Ed. He came from Australia. Like, yeah. Where is it, Ed? <laughs> So like that is just amazing. Yeah. So when I found out about uh, Pontus and Julia in the airport, cried a little bit. Cried uh, a little there's bit. gonna be
1: a lot of tears in this yep. episode. We're just starting, and I'm 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 feeling it. <laughs> Two hundred. Yeah. Two hundred episodes. Yeah. I was wearing my
0: episode one hundred t shirt over the weekend. It's a long time ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also we had something amazing happen today. Mm -hmm. So we're at the, we're at the knock booth. So all weekend, me and Brad and I know you've been helping out as well. And Jeff, we've been at the knock booth selling your amazing cases. We're Mm -hmm. going to talk about that later on. And a family comes up. So like a a dad and like three kids. Mm -hmm. And he comes and says, hi, like we've had loads of amazing people come up and say hi. And we are giving out the notebooks and these amazing temporary tattoos that we had made as a little surprise. And so we're giving all of those out and we're, seeing like this family come up to us and they're like they say hi and stuff and then there's like these kids and they come up and shake our hands and they have these like faces of like complete excitement this is Phineas and DW they're like 10 or 11 years old massive fans of The Pen Addict like they were telling us about all the pens and inks they had. They were buying not cases. Mm-hmm. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, DW burned through two bottles of Liberty's Elysium so far. He let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the- these kids are hardcore, and it's awesome to see that. That like, that's like the best thing that could happen. It's they so were cool. like so excited. So I wanted to give them a shout out because yeah. I hope they'll listen
0: to this in the car. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Do you, you come into the show later?" They said, "No, we're going to Legoland." So like. <laughs> These kids are having the best day. (laughs) And there's two more shout outs we want to give people that can't be here today. So one is Joe Lebo and the Lebo family. They're not here because they've just had their first kid. So Nico, baby pen addict. Baby pen addict. And also Glenn HK. So for people who are watching the video, they can see this stuff here or the people that are here. But basically, we have a bunch of things Mm -hmm. from hong kong for Mm -hmm. us to eat to make our voices sound better yeah and glenn hk sent all of these and me and brad have been like munching
1: these lozenges all day yeah and they have helped yeah this is uh last year i couldn't talk at this time it was like a struggle to get through the podcast but uh glenn hk hooked us up with the uh with the herbal candies straight from hong kong and uh thank you buddy we appreciate it all right let's get into talking about pen stuff all right me and Brad wake up at
0: 5.30 a.m. on Friday morning mm. because we're so excited. And I start looking from my Twitter feed and people were sending me pictures from the UK of some field notes, right? And I see this belly band and the belly band is talking about a reissue of Butcher Orange and Butcher Blue. And this was like a complete surprise and they seem to arrive in the UK first, some... Must be magical logistics to try and get them all to be on the same day. So they start arriving in Europe, and basically, what the Field Notes guys have done is for their if thir- it's the 30th edition coming up, is no, it, or it was- that was the last one, right? It was the 30th. So they basically just reprinted Orange and Blue, and sent one book to every current subscriber, and the belly band has your name on the front, not
1: the edition printed, like printed. Like- not handwritten like they digitally added everyone's name to belly bands on i can't even imagine how many subscribers they have um to to do that and you got yours i
0: got mine i are not here yeah um but i basically texted dina and was like when you get home (laughs) there might be a package (laughs) and i need you to open it and she did and i've got a picture and i'll put it in our show notes and it says michael hurley on the front and it's amazing so i have mine waiting
1: for me mm-hmm. when i get home i'm so excited yeah so i'm assuming no one here has them but our our twitter feed blew up and i'm kind of interested interested to see what's going to happen because y'all know that i'm a field notes junkie and i have like the first butcher orange mark back has traded me the the orange to complete my collection last year in the uh the butcher blue so i'm i think it's awesome i mean Jim and Aaron both signed the like they have their digital signatures, signatures. They're pretty much our president of the United States, like the presidential stamp. Jim and Aaron on the back of your uh, your belly band, but then to take the time and effort to put that out to all the current subscribers kind of blows my mind and uh i'm interested to see actually what the inside no one's dared to open these up yet that's what i've noticed all i'm cracking mine i know but all the pictures we got like our twitter feed was kind of dumb from everyone just saying they all got them at the same time when the mail arrived in the uk (laughs) every all these tweets started coming not one person's opened them up yet so i'm interested to see that later on so
0: you know those uh the two croft ones that Ginny made for me from three, sta- three Staples, the Mike Was Right one and the Relay FM one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my belly band off and put them on those. Cool. Because it got my name on it. Yeah. And I think that's cool. And, our, yeah. and that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just make everyone cry because yeah. I open all the editions up. Yeah. And I'm going to write in them yes. for fun.
1: Absolutely. Bit of follow-up. We've played around
0: with the Mont Blanc Rouge et Noir.
1: Yeah. So did you get your hands on that, Anna?
3: I got to see it, but I didn't actually... Uh, I mean, were you, were don't you pick it up, like
0: because yeah. you won't pick it up, you won't buy it. Just don't pick it up. It's terrible.
3: It's Just, <laughs> it's a snake design. It's not really to my taste. No. But oh. I did pick it up, and it, I, it required a forklift. <laughs> it's a pretty big pen. Yep. So, but yeah, no, I did. It, re- to it see requires
1: it. a forklift for the wallet that it that yes, it takes that, to that too. to make the purchase. <laughs> yeah, they had they have both of them, like the orangey one and the, the black one. That'd be coral. coral. Like you're gonna get shot for like orangey.
0: It's orangey. <laughs>
2: It is you orangey. Know? It is orangey.
1: What did you think of it? Um, Good, not like I'm going to jump all over it good. Like it f- felt better than I thought it would, seeing how skinny it was. Yeah, it is skinny. So it's a narrow pen, not pencil thin, um, but it's narrower than you can tell in pictures without having seen it in person. And that was the first thing everyone started saying when I, I said, I really love this design. I don't yep. own a Mont Blanc. Um, I love to... Like check this pin out. I think this might be my first one. And it still might, but I'm not like as super jazzed about it as I was before. But the barrel feels better in my hand than I thought it would. It's weighted right, the sections metal, the full barrel's metal. It's got a pretty cool snake on, on the clip, the which which can't go wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I uh I feel more in trouble having seen it. I don't think I'm gonna buy one now. But I might buy one in the future. Mm. I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. And I like the, the they did the old logo on the side. Yeah, that's my favorite part. That looks really nice. Yeah. That looks really nice.
1: So did, and related to that, did you pick up the M, the Mark Newsom one? They have that, yeah? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Where have you been? This is a pin show.
0: Well, I don't want to see it. Okay. Right? Yeah. So if I find it, I will probably buy it. Yeah. And oh. I don't want to spend that amount of money <laughs> because I I will use it maybe. ah. Oh, I'm going to have to go look at it now. <laughs> that I thing.
3: I didn't see that. Yeah. And I want to see that one.
0: Yeah. Where is it? Is it just you? You go to like one of these, uh, yeah, I bet Brad yeah. goes to like a private room. Like they're like, come on,
1: Brad, you come see the secret stuff. <laughs> like the velvet rope that's <laughs> no, opened and no. you can be brought in. I've seen them in a couple places. Yeah. I know the Anderson had it on their table, but I saw it somewhere else too. <laughs> that's not good for me. I was, I was,
0: when I was in the airport.
3: Right behind us. We didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When yeah. I was
0: in the airport, I was going to get some food and I went past a like a, Watch shop or whatever, and it had Montblancs in there, and I was like, "Oh, let me go in." It's like I'm going to a pen show. Like, <laughs> why am I going to go and look at the Montblancs <laughs> in the airport? Like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and they and I did go in the. We have like a stationer called W. H. Smiths, and I went in to look at all their notebooks, and they had like
1: rodeos and stuff in there. I was like,
0: "Well done, Smiths." Yeah, You're stepping it up. Like good. that was pretty good.
1: Yeah. So the the pens on the maybe list. It's not on the absolutely must have list. Okay. Um I've definitely slowed my roll on it after seeing it, but I wasn't like overly disappointed. I'm just not like I have to have it now. So, good you I'll saw see, it, if that makes sense. Could you saw it, yeah. Do you reckon you would have bought it without seeing it? There's a fair chance that might yeah. have happened. Right. Well, that's good. <laughs> Knowing then. me, there's a fair chance that might have happened. Okay. Um, we'll see. It's it's a maybe. It's probably not going to leave the show with me. I'll say that. All right. Cool. Talking about that big buys.
0: Let's talk about big buys. All
1: right. So I'm still waiting on that kind of until Sunday to see how, how the budget's looking. I have some things in my head, but I did get and one thing. you have thing. some
0: stuff coming, too, that we don't, you don't have yet, right? I don't have
1: yet. I have a – so one pin I'm waiting for, which I hope to get, um, is the orange vanishing point, the original limited edition one with the silver trim. So I'm waiting on that. Um, I don't know how much that's going to cost me yet. So that's (laughs) why I haven't blown out the budget on other things because I want to have money for that. Uh, But what I did get so far is um, I got a delivery of a pen I've been waiting for, for a long time. This is a a Jonathan Brooks solar dust uh, finish. Y'all come by and see me with this because it, it looks awesome um, up close. But what he does is he put, uh, he took my pilot Falcon section added that in uh built me a pen around that which he's done for uh several people and um he did a pretty amazing job and i'm i'm anxious to uh get this into the rotation because it it's a real beauty um and uh jonathan does great work so and he gave me a little pen stand too so i have it propped up here so y'all can see just nanny, loves, nanny that pen boo stand. Boo.
0: He loves that pen stand He just like <laughs>
1: puts it out puts the pen on it yeah it's it's on it's on the nightstand in our room yeah. <laughs> Don't tell people about <laughs> our room. Uh it's it not that kind of podcast.
0: <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Anyway, Anna. <laughs> uh what were your big buys at the show so far?
3: Um, my big buy has been gonna get it. Um, is a friend of mine re- like literally like two days before the show um pointed out to me a vintage Lady Schaefer scriptor, And so I had a um something to
0: gasp fun. in the audience when you said that so <laughs> <I was> like,
3: <gasps> so um i got lucky enough to find a vendor who had about five or six different ones and so then i had to decide which one i wanted clearly not one <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: that that's two for those playing yes. at home yeah yeah
3: for those playing at home i got two of them um and one uh they are both basically kind of new old stock mm. this one even still has the sticker like really, like new old stock.
0: New old stock has become one of my favorite terms <laughs> over nice? the last couple of days.
3: So, um, and uh, this one of them has an integrated, super integrated nib. Here, get to see it. Um, and they kind of have these like almost like a little flip-out nib, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, they're supposed to be uh easier to write, kind of at a lot of different angles, um, and a very kind of integrated texture. And then the other one's kind of just a funky little nib, but was very excited to be able to find these. So that's awesome. Where did and, you get
0: those?
3: Um, one of the vintage vendors in the big room.
0: Okay, yeah. So the way that the pen shows set up is is kind of interesting. It's that this time it's three rooms. There were two rooms. I wonder why it's three rooms now. What I could wonder have happened? Why. <laughs> that meant they had to open another room. Nobody knows. I don't know anything about the that. The room, the room that like that knocks in has got. Um, more of kind of like the newer vendors, maybe like uh, there's us, there's Anderson Pounds, uh, modern, Frank, modern Frank pins yeah. for the most part, yeah. And then there is uh, the the third
1: room this year has a lot of. Uh, I guess, independent pen makers, I think. So I'm going to call the third room the cool room. Yeah. That's where all the cool kids are at. And I haven't mm-hmm. made it over there. That that room is tight, man. Karis, Customs, Mark, Backus, Shawn Sean Newton's Newton. in there. But the king of that room is not in this room. And that's Michael Soul. So y'all should bow down to him when you walk in that room. He's right in the front. So that room is awesome. That's best room, best room in the show. They win the, the prize this year. And then there's a huge
0: room at the back. And that's where a lot of the vintage vendors are. That room terrifies me when I go in there. (laughs) It's just like, there's a lot of expensive things in here and people that maybe don't want to talk to me. I don't know. It's very, I get very intimidated going in there. But that's, but Anna, you're more at home there, clearly.
3: I have not been intimidated by any of the... I get
0: scared really easily.
3: They've, everybody... (laughs) All of the vintage vendors have been really, really nice and um, super helpful. Mm-hmm. I've only there was only one vendor who was a little like I don't have time for you, mm-hmm. um, and so I didn't buy anything from him. Yeah. I'm like if you're gonna snub me, no time. Yeah,
1: and then we even have a hallway full of vendors too. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, this is a pack, pretty packed show. It's, it is. It's much larger than the previous years, uh, by a large number. I don't know yeah. what that number is, but. Um, it's really good to see all the people who have all the vendors who have not attended this show before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I've only been coming here four or five years and you see the same kind of regular faces in the crowd with vendor wise, but to have like an influx of new vendors um, at the show is, is really, really cool because like I take a lot of pride in the show. This is like my home show. It's my hometown. Um, you know, it's where Knox based out of. So like, I really care a lot about this show and it's really cool to see that kind of thing happen. So my big pen. So was it last week
0: or the week before? I was talking about the fact that I wanted a Mayu or a Murex, right? Mm-hmm. About a few hours after the episode posts, get a DM. Who do you think got a DM from? Thomas Hall. Yeah, that was a sh- that what was a short there? list in my head. Just that, that little he? thing. That was a short so list he's of like, one. I've got an M90 for you. It's new old stock. Do you want it? I'm like yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So we worked out a deal in which I think I've ripped him off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it was I was like, Thomas, allow me to give you more money. And he's like, no, no, that's fine. So I have a amazing,
1: you had, you already resold it. You got such a good deal. Yeah, it's great.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back to Thomas. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs)
2: <laughs> who, so tool, I, who
0: turned I, around like, and
3: sold it to somebody else, yeah, right? Yeah, Doubled yeah. his money. Yeah.
0: So I have a, a beautiful pilot M ninety now, and I I'm not going to show it yet. Oh. That will be in the video. It's for the video, people. All right, I'll get it. Now. Yeah, somewhere around here. So it is fantastic. I love it so much. There was a there, on the one of the tables behind us. There was a Murax. Yeah, um, and it was like way more expensive mm-hmm. than this. And I, don't, I looked at it, and I, I much prefer the way that the M90 looks because it's completely clean. The barrel is completely clean. There's no lines on it. And I think that the cap is way nicer, and uh, the clip is way nicer because it flows, because the Murex clip kind of like jumps out and goes across, and this one just flows way, way nicer, and it's much, much better. So I'm a big fan of this. This is an absolute stunner. So thank you so much, Mr. Hall. And I have purple ink in it, yeah, because good move, obviously, uh and I absolutely adore this pen, uh and the nib is just fantastic, like I'm in a place where there's some incredible nib workers, right, so I could get some work done on it if I needed it, but it is superb. it's a medium, and it just isn't it is a dream, and it has already found its way into my this is a lookout, right. Mm-hmm. So I talk about how
1: your case name is yeah, so Mike's minute. Mike's has a uh, the three pin holster. But what's special about it? It's in the unicorn barf colorway. So that's <laughs> like bright blue and pink. With
0: pink inside from last yeah. year. And I love this thing so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's already made its way into there, yep. which is fantastic. So whilst we've I've mentioned that I am struggling so much to remember the names of your cases. And like tomorrow, Brad's leaving me on my own for a couple of hours. Ah. I might just put everything for $5. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> that might be an issue. Okay. <laughs> it's like So people come to buy stuff like, and, and I'm on the table and they're like, can I buy this one? What is this one? And I have to look at this big list and I'm like, that one... Is this case and it's $35. And I look at me like, don't you like work here? Like,
1: what's wrong with you? So, my phone is the cash register. So, Mike has taken our price sheet and put it on my phone. Oh, it's on mine too.
0: And I still can't get it. Like, yeah, it's, I'm just really struggling. So, next year, we need to make me a cheat sheet that I can study for like three weeks. We'll do that. We'll do that. That'll be our Tatly for next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could just, so we have these amazing Tatly tattoos and I have one on. And it's the Panadic logo. Yeah. And we had those for people here, which is amazing. Alright, let's take a break. This is a real special one this time. So long time sponsor of the show, the amazing pan chalet. I know we're buying pens here, but like you should still go there as well. Like, mm-hmm. go to the Pen Chalet. We yeah. love the Pen Chalet. They sell everything you're looking for. They have great pens. They have great accessories from all of your favorite brands Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Kaveco. They have all of them. They believe so much in fast and reliable customer service. You know all this stuff about them, but the best thing about Pen Chalet is how amazing they are to work with. And Ron was so excited that he got to be part of this episode, our 200th episode, he's worked out something really special, which I'm going to get to in just a second. They do great prices, great shipping on everything. If you're shipping in the United States, it's just $50. They'll do free shipping as long as it's under 50 bucks. They have great rates for shipping overseas. They have great prices everywhere, and you kind of benefit when you're getting the exchange rate, so that can be great. They do 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's what they believe in. Go to penchalet.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website, enter the password penaddict. You'll get the code that you need to save 10% off anything on your order. And if you're listening live, you get to take part in something that we're also doing here so, in the room today, to commemorate our 200th episode, Ron has put together a giveaway package, which is very unique. It includes some pens, some ink, and for the people here, a dudek block, which has been inscribed with Pen Addict 200. And it's got the Atlanta Pen Show on it, and it's got the Pen Shelley logo on it. Mm. So, that's going to be a raffle for the people here. For everyone listening at home, we're doing the same, but the block isn't inscribed. And so we're going to be giving those away to people. So it's two packs. So we're going to, for everyone here now, we're going to do the raffle after the show's over. So I hope you kept your raffle tickets. We did tell you. Uh, and But for everybody else, you can go in. You've got until April the 25th to enter online. Um, and you can get a whole, this fantastic package. Thank you so much to Ron and Penchalet for sponsoring us. Like, they're with us every other week. We just have, like, it just will go on forever. We yeah. love supporting them. So... If you love this show, you've got something that you want to go and buy. Go to Penshale; you get ten percent off, but you also help support them and this show. Thank you, Ron.
1: Thank you, Ron. It was really cool. Um, well, I'll be anxious to get some pictures up of this uh, of this block that uh, he he worked I haven't with Mike. Seen it yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen it? <laughs> no, yet? Uh, I know all about it, but yeah, I haven't seen it. It's in this room right now, so we will uh, we will uh, take a look here momentarily.
3: I've seen it. It's super cool, yep. excellent, mm-hmm. and Hi. thanks to Ron.
1: Thank yes.
0: you.
3: Because he also supports the well pointed desk.
0: Nice. He's great like
3: that. He is awesome.
0: Alright, so I mentioned Ed from Australia earlier, right? mm. So when Ed came to see us at the booth yesterday, he brought with him the Moleskine, Moleskine smart writing set. Now I've seen this floating around. Like I I've just seen links to it. I've seen ads for it. And I've seen you've everyone's seen these things before, right? Like these pens that you can write with and then you can take the images from the pens and scan them or whatever like it creates jpegs or something live scribe live scribe is a big one one. yeah moleskin have created a very interesting combo so it's a notebook and a pen that has an app and we had it on uh, ed's ipad pro and i've never seen anything like this like blew me away so the pen the pen's okay it's a bit chunky Right, as these things always are, it has a kind of a camera behind mm-hmm. the nib, and it takes standard D ones, right? Right. Because the first thing Brad does when he gets it is like rips the refill out of it, <laughs> like he just picks up, it's like just pulls it apart, <laughs> and everyone's like, ah, and he's like, oh no, it looked like it would come out. It's like, okay, right?
1: <laughs> so, so what the D one, right? So what's the yeah, D one? It's it's just a a standard mini size refill that you can get in all kinds of cool iterations now like you can get a jet stream you can get these great zebra charbo gel refill so you can fit any d1 refill into this pen you know to to write with and the notebook
0: is weird it's like really weird so if you imagine like a, a regular moleskin moleskine the the edge of the paper kind of I it comes out but i can't and then it's like rounded at the edges so there's like a big chunk of paper that goes all the way around the outside. I can't see any reason for
3: this. Mm. I they, think They beveled the edges out so that it would look more like a tablet. Yeah. yeah. I think to visually differentiate it from their regular notebooks mm. so that you knew it was a digital notebook versus their regular. Yeah, I don't
0: know if I yeah. like
3: it. I know. It's a little yeah. weird. Yeah,
0: because I just look at it and be like, that edge is just going to get dirty. Because it's just like sticking out. it's very peculiar, but I can see what they were going for. Um, I just don't think there's a way to do it. It's being passed to the front now, so like yeah. we can maybe try and get yeah. it in the video at least uh, so you know but I'll have it here and it's so it also helps me so I can see it. yeah, so it's like a weird kind of the if you imagine the say front of the notebook, the paper looks just like it's too big basically.
1: And the way they did the finishing on it is not like a normal paper notebook would be cut. The way they rounded it and they did, there's some kind of coating on it to make it look, they make it look plasticky, to be honest, they make it look like a tablet. But it's what, you know, standard 190 something pages, I'm guessing, um, of, of just regular sheets. So this is a really, when it came out, I I've never been into the live scri- live scribe stuff. I've never been into that kind of capturing. Um but when we when Ed broke it out, we're both like, "Okay, this is cool." And then we started using it. And it legitimately works well. I mean, like yeah. It matches your handwriting so quickly. And you you can't help but watch the screen because it's going so fast. You're trying to race it. It's like it does it live. Yeah. So you have the app
0: open and you're writing with a thing and it it basically is, we have a mm-hmm. millisecond or two delay. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it in the app, right? And inside of the app, you can change the thickness and the color of the ink as well, which is really interesting. So you're still drawing on the page in the standard color because, you mm. know, it's not a scribble pen.
5: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day, Brad. One day, baby. One day. And so you can see it, and it's changing the color. So like a real interesting application for this would be like a digital whiteboard, right? Like mm. imagine if you could airplay airplay it to a TV and you could just be sitting in a room and drawing this thing out and you can change the color of it. I was like enthralled by it. I mm. was like, fa- I just kept changing the color and drawing little happy faces and boxes. This is really cool. Yeah. Now it looks like it will only work with this notebook. The paper has like a interesting like dark gradient to it which mm-hmm. i guess maybe helps with the camera right yeah but i'm but really it really impressed it has
1: like some tap zones on it too so you can hit it and, and yeah, it's a little envelope you can tap it yeah. and send the image somewhere yeah which I think so it's like i'm gonna send ed an email later that says the aussie accent is superior to the british accent mm-hmm. yeah.
0: i'll go straight to spam <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm I'm impressed yeah. by this and I'm 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 surprisingly impressed by
1: it. I'm I'm intrigued to get one oh. so I can give it a go. Yeah. I don't know if I can go that far yet but it's it's definitely interesting.
0: This is what I wanted. Yeah. When I was working on my old job right because scanning field notes didn't really work for me in the long run because it was just a pain to scan them. Mm. You know as well because we I had the doxy flip so it was like I had to take a scan of each page basically and it took forever and then you kind of have to put it all together. Yeah. I mean I don't know if they're trying to do, I don't know if they're doing any
1: OCR stuff at is they're doing OCRs on it as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But it's not like you're going to carry that in your back pocket. I mean you have to make an effort to carry the notebook. I mean it's like A5ish size yeah. whatever the moleskin A5 size is.
0: Yeah, I mean they might do smaller ones, right? There's it's, nothing to stop them.
3: Yeah, they've just introduced it. It's so brand new. Yeah. Yeah. So they've just done the A5. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they don't introduce the pocket yep. or reporter size. Or, yeah. And or something. you
0: don't have to have the device with you. Like the the, the pen, pen will record it all, and you can put it in later. Mm-hmm. Because it, it wouldn't help if you were carrying then an iPad and a notebook and a pen. Like that wouldn't be very useful. But yeah. it's really cool. And I was talking to someone about it because I had my, you know, we had an iPad Pro and there was a pencil there and. It was like the thing is like whilst I love the Apple Pencil, it's still not pen and paper, right? And you get no feedback from that screen. And whilst it's amazing, and you were using it earlier, what did you think of the Apple Pencil? By the way, you I
3: really enjoy it. I I really do like it. And eventually, I think I will. It's
0: the upgrade. closest representation of your handwriting in digital. That's mm-hmm. you know that's the the underlying thing about this. But mm-hmm. it's still not pen and paper, though. And you, when you're using, even though I'm not a massive fan of that refill type, it's
1: still superior. Like it feels, it just feels correct. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's completely accurate. I mean, we'll we'll see how. I'm anxious to see how it does because there's been several attempts and they get super hyped right out the gate, yeah. and they all just tend to go down in flames. So I most, don't know if there's a market
0: the, for it. I think that's that's the thing. I don't know if people want this. Mm. Like it's the, really cool, but I don't know if you want it.
3: Yeah, but the point of entry for it is pretty pricey. Yeah, it's steep. We're two hundred to yeah, to
1: get into it with
0: the yeah. the oh, pen and the know, notebook. That yeah, much. yeah,
3: it's one hundred ninety nine yeah. to get in.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: version one, right? Yeah. This feels like the root mold skin is going down. Yeah. Like they've 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 been seeing like they're making apps like they're dipping their toe in the water. I think they understand where they should be playing, mm-hmm. and considering the market that they fall into, which is. Tech-heavy, right? Mm. People that like are in technology, Moskin. You know, as we know from your buddy Kevin Rose, uh, like (laughs) that seems to be like they've they've really got the mindshare. So products like this really kind of play into the essential market, and I think that it's going to be interesting to see how it goes for them. If anyone can do it, they can do it.
1: Yeah, and what they've executed so far is pretty good.
0: That's the other thing. Fundamentally, they've got the right product, Mm -hmm. which is. Very surprising. Because yeah. uh, I saw it as and was just like, ah, it's going to be crap. Yeah. Right? But it's not. it's not. Not crap not. at all. All right. Let's talk about how this show is different to last year's show. So, Anna, what has been your kind of overall feeling about how, if this show is any different to last year and why you think that is?
3: Well, for me, the biggest thing is this is my second show. So, I have a different... Ex- I'm having a different experience. My Last year was my first show, so... It was really learning sort of how to navigate a show, what I was what I was looking for, and also different grade of flop sweat for doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Still Although quite
0: a lot. Quite a like, lot. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't,
3: you know, last time it was just <laughs> camera guys and you guys, this time it's all of you guys, so it's a whole different grade of... <laughs> But uh, no, it was – that experience was just kind of getting a a real sense of just the scope of how many vendors there were, both um, new uh, shops selling new new product as well as the vintage sellers Mm -hmm. and kind of figuring out how to navigate buying from a vintage vendor and figuring out like – you know will how do how will a you know a seller of vintage pens react to someone who is sort of new to vintage pens mm-hmm. a little bit younger consumer um because there was a lot of talk about you know a, somebody younger buying vintage pens mm-hmm. like are they going to kind of give me the cold shoulder or are they going to be receptive to someone younger being interested in vintage pens mm-hmm. and the um reaction ended up being very warm last year and then coming this year What ended up happening for me was pretty much every vendor I went to said, I remember you, last year you bought a Pelican from me. I remember you, you bought. And which was really cool. I mean, I actually had, you know, a couple of the older guys come up and they tossed my hair and, (laughs) you know, gave me a hug and, and, you know, what are you going to buy from me this year? And I'm like, I don't know, what kind of deal are you going to give me? (laughs) (laughs) So it, which has been really fun. And it's, I think, you know, and I've had some people tell me that, you know, like the DC show is a much bigger show with a a lot more people. Atlanta show is a bit smaller. So vendors do have an opportunity to remember the people that purchased last year. So you do have an opportunity to have that experience with a lot of the sellers, both, you know, shops and, um, you know, resellers, um, in a way that maybe you wouldn't necessarily get in a big show like it, like LA or DC, um, which was has been really nice because then you can have sort of a relationship with people and go back if you have a particular type of um, brand or pen that you really like. If you really like Parker 51s, you can kind of go back to somebody who frequently buys and sells Parker 51s and kind of work with them. What have you got this year kind of a thing. So in my case, it's the couple guys who... Um, sell Brooks, and I spend a lot of time with them. <laughs> Goof false
1: Any Estabro- no Estabrooks,
3: no Brooks yet this year? I did. I bought, well, I bought two. <laughs> shocking. Um, shocking. I know. Um, one I bought for a friend of mine who is the reason I have an Esterbrook problem. Um, he asked me, um, he wanted a pink uh, purse pen for his daughter. Um, so I found one and if he does not like the one that I got, I will just swap out and give him the pink purse pen that I have. And I'll keep the one that I bought.
1: Cool. And
0: so you bought purpose. 10 is what you're
1: saying? No, just 10. <laughs> okay. All right. All
0: right, Brad, obviously part of why you're here is to sell stuff. Yeah. So from a not perspective, how was 2016 different to 2015?
1: It's been really good both years. Like just the volume is bigger. We prepared more. Last year we definitely had some deer in the headlight stuff going on. Mm-hmm um like we when were, we got and we realized we didn't have any way to set up the table yeah. like it was like how do oh should, we probably should have worked something yeah. out like we packed stuff in boxes <laughs> threw it in a truck we arrived threw our hands up going i don't know what to do now
0: <laughs> <laughs> i guess we just put stuff yeah. on the table yeah we put suck. the boxes on the table yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was our first our first show ever um for knock it went i mean of course it ended up going mm, super last year this year it was from a business perspective like obviously better just because there's more people. We were better prepared inventory-wise. We were able to set up and not be nervous wrecks in a shorter time frame because we've done it before. Just the, the same thing as anyone going to their first pin show. People here, I know a bunch of y'all have been, this is your first pin show. It's super stressful not going or to, to to know who, who's the right person to talk to, who's the right person to buy from. And it's like this, the same thing with us setting up is like, I don't know exactly what to do. I told Jimmy uh, Dole of the show promoter last year that you should put me next to the Andersons because when I panic and I have questions, I know I I know them already <laughs> and I can get help quickly. <laughs> Luckily, I, I didn't require any help and it it, it came out fine. So this year um, is definitely calmer from a personal standpoint. I feel like, you know, the, the ship ran very smoothly yeah. this year, not that it did last year, but we made our own lives easier this year and uh, business well, is booming.
0: Not overall.
1: Yeah. Because we did oh, this this year. Yeah. <laughs> so Very we did this, different. We did this thing with all the eyeballs looking at us. Yeah.
0: But uh, you talk about the Blue Label
1: stuff. Yeah, so we try, we like to mess around. I mean, we like to create things and try to do innovative things or try something new that hasn't been done. And um, Jeff's, the pro with that like I get emails or text or slack images what about this what about that just like all of his brain is constantly going on like design stuff um, and it's like all really good <laughs> like Jeff doesn't have a lot of misses which is mm-hmm. what impresses me the most out of him um, so he just comes up with these ideas and we're at a point as a company where we're we're hitting this growth spurt that we can't quite handle, mm-hmm. like, with standard inventory. Yep. But we still have to scratch that creative itch a little bit, or we'd go insane, right? So we're able to fit in something like limited edition, limited colors, and we decided to give it a name. We always kind of did this thing called, we called small batch, and we release it online, which would be just... Uh, a case we make already in just a different color or something a little bit different so we decided to give it like an official name and it's kind of like our playground so the blue label is like our playground we're going to try new products there we're going to try new designs we never made a case with a snap before so we wanted to see how that would work yep. and what people think about it so um okay, so
0: this case that you made because mm-hmm. you've been teasing it it's mm-hmm. a snap open mm-hmm. it's blue and red blue and red like and a royal blue and a bright red the flap which you open up has got a Where you can pop your pen in, yeah. It's got a pen slot, you need a a clipped pen, preferably. Yep, Or just slide right (laughs) out of there. Uh, or and then it's basically just like a big pocket, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like an envelope carry type case. Envelope, I have one
3: with me when you want to see it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, this is what you know, this is something that you did, and Mm -hmm. how did we sell them because this is this is pretty funny, yeah. So, I
1: mean, you know, we want to try to be uh. To good to all our customers and, and make sure everyone gets what they want. So we kind of... Uh, we knew we were only going to make a limited amount, so we made 40 of them. We bought enough material you know, to to manage doing something extra in our workflow is a challenge as it is. Mm-hmm. So we had to pick a number that was good enough to give everyone a taste if they wanted, but not 200 to where we can't make regular stuff. Um, so we did that, and we teased a little bit online, and we set it up. Um, we just made 40 of them. We... Broke them out at noon on Friday. We let everyone know ahead of time, so we had a we had a pretty good so people crowd. People were
0: coming up, right? This is at like nine a.m. on Friday morning. The show's not even open, right? There are still people that haven't even arrived to set up. You got the blue label stuff, like you got the special case. It's like twelve o'clock. Come back at twelve. Mm-hmm. Eleven forty-five is probably about eight or nine people just like waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just waiting, and then there's, and then so basically, twelve o'clock rolls around, and the thing starts sending. Mm-hmm. Jeff had a, some policy that he set up, which I saw in action that he was very strict about. So mm-hmm. it was one per person, and you had to be there. Like he had a couple of people send him text messages saying, "Like, can you hold one for me?" Mm-hmm. And I saw him say, "No, I mm-hmm. cannot hold one mm-hmm. for you." Yeah, I stole the first one and just rung it through the square reader. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike didn't even get uh,
1: any advanced special uh, treatment. No, I basically
0: made. put them on the table and I just picked one up and just ran my card through the Square Reader. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I got one. And then I think we sold like half in about two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the rest kind of staggered out over like an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. Like I went away to get a drink. because like, it's died down. I was like, oh, okay, we have these for a while. Went away to get a drink. Came back and they're all gone. So mm. I don't know, it's like a second wave of people. Uh, but you're pretty happy with that,
1: right? Yeah, super happy with it and um you know we that's is something like we we want to continue to do we love getting we love getting feedback on our cases how they're functioning you know especially when we try something new and getting those out there in people's hands and letting them play with it and do things that like we would normally do with it and see how they hold up and how they function and what we can do better like it's great like all of our customers are like really good at giving us feedback on our products like you know I'll have people walking up to me today saying you know what do you th- you know can we talk about this case and here's how I use it. And here's the things that I'm thinking about when I'm using it. And is that something, you know, you might think about integrating and, you know, we don't know, but just having that conversation is super helpful as a business. So for me, um,
0: I think the biggest change this year is the vibe. The vibe of the show has been really different. Tons of new faces. Um, lots of listeners of the show have been coming up to me like, Ton of people that I didn't meet last time have been coming up, and I think one like personally, something that's been really interesting is how many people have been telling me about the other Relay FM shows they listen to.
1: Yeah, like CGP Gray woke me so, up in the bed the other morning.
0: Well, that was a whole different thing. I was watching a video, he <laughs> had a video come out. You were woke me up at like 5 a.m. I was, you know, I was mm. relaxing, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's been a couple, there's like a couple of Cortex t shirts. I'm mm-hmm. looking at one on Doug right now. Uh, And, yeah, it's been really cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, It feels like one of two things are happening, which is either, like, Pan listeners are going out and finding other shows, and the other one which I've heard is, like, people are hearing about this show from other shows on Real AFM and tuning in, which is great, and I'm happy that we're finding people like that. I've heard from a bunch of people who have done the all the way from the beginning in, like, I think it's almost like 30 days was it thirty days? yeah, thirty days, two hundred episodes. <laughs> like, doesn't sleep, I don't think, yeah and what i, I there's a bunch of people that have done a thing that I think is really interesting, I don't think I could do, which is like coming in at like one eighty and listening to the new episode every week, but also going back, mm-hmm. like so hearing like like these two separate timelines mm-hmm. of us, I don't know how you keep that straight, Yeah. Uh, and a ton of comments about like you guys hated fountain pens <laughs>
1: yeah never live that one down yeah but
0: I uh, I'm really excited for next year now because looking at how much this has grown uh, is incredible and like doing this it's going quite well I think with all these people in the room yeah. and feeling alright about it now yeah. I'm very excited to do it all over again yeah. so this has been great and I can't wait to do it next year and we're not even done yet
1: yeah no we we got a long way to go
2: mm-hmm.
3: do you guys want to do this again next year?
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I like that. Cheap pop time. Yeah. All right. So, I've come to the end of our planned topic, so I think it's time for some questions. So, if anybody has any questions, please if you could go and line up at the microphone.
1: Yeah. So, while while we're be waiting, shy. while we're waiting, I'm going to go with the first question, okay? While uh we're going to we're going to get someone up there. So, y'all don't listen to me, y'all go get in line. So, <laughs> my first question is Do you remember episode 194 when we talked about a certain pen that a certain long worldwide traveler bought? Maybe had a skull or two on it. Um, She may have arrived today. Um, She might be sitting right over there. So we talked about a particular Nakaya we had, and we made a particular comment about this. And she stopped by earlier and brought something that I think you're going to like. So this is from Miss Lee Reyes, and we got a shirt oh that God. uses a quote from our show that seems to have lived on. Um, so, once you <laughs> tell everyone what it says. So, on the shirt pocket of this shirt, it says "Forged by Pure Evil."
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then it has our logo and says "The Panatic Podcast, Episode 194." Thank you, Lee. That is amazing. all right someone come on come on come to the microphone don't be shy someone's gonna have a question all right dan you go come on you (laughs) give me a face ask me come and ask me a question
5: who's your favorite arizona pen manufacturer i was just curious about that are there any
1: yeah I'm at, I got my phone. Let me look some up. We have There's a map on all things stationary. You can check out. Your, oh, okay. So, if we need someone, but uh, I'm going to go with Karas Customs because all they're re- yeah. legitimately awesome. Karas so.
0: has a really interesting thing this year, which is a, a teal ink, right? Oh uh, Yeah. And Dan was telling us at breakfast that this one's slightly different to the rest because they all had to be painted, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, tell me about that. Talk into the microphone. Tell me about it. So,
5: yeah, the we wanted something different for, for Atlanta, so... We originally wanted to do an anodized teal, and everyone knows all the problems we have with anodized. So we came up with a solution where, well, they came up with a solution where I have to airbrush every single one, and then we put them in an <laughs> oven, and then we bake them. Yeah. And, you know the cookies come out and then they're teal pens so
1: yeah so y'all y'all've heard me tell the story about the the Koveco Fire Blue Lilliput where the theory is that um Michael Gouperlet, the the CEO president of Koveco um takes the blowtorch to these pens himself that's all I can see Dan in the uh Karis Customs office painting these things himself you, there's a video of it yeah
5: it's it's on the I think the Caris Pen Co and I, someone got mad at me because I didn't have a dust mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I kept telling Bob, "I was like, don't show my face." Yeah, and you so, have a beard, so you're covered. I yeah, think. yeah, it's, it's yeah. filtration. I think that overrides OSHA right. regulations. I, I didn't get a flu shot because I just glue, grew the beard. So, <laughs> is there any left? Are you still selling any? We sold all of the the inks, but I think we have some EDKs, and then we did some like faux patina on brass EDKs. Mm. I've seen mm. that. So, uh, we're we're gonna do some some other ones. I think it's gonna be fun. So, um, it's something that if I don't want to do any office work, I can go out and like hmm. make the shop guys mad because there's this huge dust cloud and fumes like <laughs> going towards yeah. their areas.
3: So, Isn't there something interesting about that material that you're using for that teal? It's
5: it was primarily developed, I think, originally in the '60s for uh, coating steel for firearms. So you can do, they, like, they did, like, black and camouflage and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, a ceramic-based coating, I guess. You bake it for a couple hours at 350 degrees, and uh, it hardens it. So, I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, I, I worked in the automotive paint industry for a long time, and so I mess with all kinds of paints, but this is the first time it's something that was oven-cured like that. So, hmm.
1: so I'm going to brag on Keras Customs for a second because something cool happened today. Like, I told Mike when we... Um, showed up Friday, we have these yellow knock notebooks that uh don't have our best paper in it, admittedly. Uh-huh. You know, we That was you know, version one. Version one. We've improved on it then. So I said any kids that come up to our table, hand them the pack of notebooks because we just want to promote that. We believe in that. We want the kids to be part of this. So, give the pens to give the kids the, the craft yeah. paper, right? The, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, not, hey, uh, DJ, DW, and Phineas earmuffs, buddies. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we've been passing that out. And earlier this afternoon, um, our friend Chris um, from uh, Alabama. He had his wife and his daughter, and they'd come and seen us, and they were they just had a few hours to spend at the show, and they came back, and I was walking somewhere, and they stopped me in the hallway, like, you're not going to believe what just happened, and uh, Dan or Paul, I don't know who it was, but they gave their daughter one of the uh, copper EDKs, and they were just freaking ecstatic. And I was so excited. she she be able to lift that? How, yeah. how strong is this kid? <laughs>
5: <laughs> we, she had to arm wrestle one of us first. <laughs> I, but I, was I Paul, yeah.
1: I thought there, that was like super cool, yeah. and that's what this show's about, and just, I, I just wanted to say that was really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, so, we,
5: was the the it you, Dan, future. or was yeah, it Paul? You know. Paul's got the heart, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. sing for us, Dan.
5: <laughs> Nobody needs that. <laughs> Thank you.
0: So, so. Yeah. so come on. Someone's oh. got I have another question Someone's got for us.
5: Sorry, on. Anthony. Anthony's oh, he's, got a he's question. in front of
0: the microphone. This is probably going to be trouble.
5: Hi, so this is a question for Mike. Okay. Um, you've come a really long way mm-hmm. to Atlanta for the pen show. This is your second show. Uh, so what did you do personally differently to prepare for this? And since it's almost, almost two thirds of the way through now, what do you want to do next year differently, uh, from this year? I think the biggest thing was like just trying
0: to think through how we would have a show with an audience because it's a very different experience because if I do something stupid, there's people that are watching it happen. So that I can't hide from one of the things that I learned from last year that I did differently this year was think about the fact that I was doing a show in two days and actually write some stuff down because last year it was like 10 minutes before we were recording and Brad said what are we talking about and I said I don't know uh, so I've been writing stuff down as I usually do but usually I'm not surrounded by pens for a few days so I've mm-hmm. been uh, taking some notes and prepping next time I want to see if we can get a bigger audience nice so yeah look at I, well, you. Look, everyone's there people standing up right now i would like people everyone to be sitting down and then, <laughs> and then
1: maybe some more standing yeah yeah so I'm, I'm gonna brag on just your uh your pin show shopping for a second so we talked last year when you came you know what are your pin show 101 how you should handle yourself when you show up and you blew that completely out the water within the five minutes of mm-hmm. the, the pin show opening you ran around like ah, i got a new pen, ah, just running around <laughs> sorry yeah excited. yeah so he's like sorry, he's excited. like mike would like vanish then we'd come back and go look what i got and then he'd vanish again and go look what i got you've been very like paced this I've year two things yeah
0: so yeah um, well one of them was pretty quick but i'd arranged it before yeah. so i think yeah. that gives me an out yeah uh, i did buy a retro 51 within like 15 minutes of being there so. that's true
1: that that's a given I guess yeah
0: there was one that I like to look off on the Anderson table and <laughs> yeah. I was like oh, I'll take that one Yes, yeah. but yeah so great question so thank you very much oh, oh now look there's yes. like a line forming yes. now congratulations Yay. line up just line
4: up so you get a space uh, my name's Matt um, so I've recently found your uh, podcast I'm one of the guys who found the Apple podcast and then came to Pen Addict and um One thing interesting for me is I've used pens all my life. Never really thought about them. They're just tools. Then I got a fountain pen after listening to you guys. Then I went back to the beginning of your, not all of them, probably like 10, (laughs) the first 10. Uh, Something interesting for me is now I'm actually paying attention to the normal pens that I use. Like, you know, Brad, you often refer to the jet streams and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting. It's sort of, you know, this little world that's opening up like, oh, I actually enjoy writing with this pen. So what I was thinking about for you guys, you, you referenced at the beginning of the podcast, you guys either didn't use or didn't like fountain pens. So mm-hmm. how, have, how has your view of, you started the pen addict mm-hmm. when you didn't even like fountain pens. So how, do, how has y'all's view of pens changed since 2012? It's
1: mind boggling how little I still know about pens. And I think that's what's changed the most is I've learned so much and then only come to realize I know very little still. So having people around us that are more experienced and do these things and can answer questions, that you can lean on these people in this community to help you out when you have the most absolutely simple basic question and learn so much from each individual person's different perspective than what I have. Like, you know, I have a particular set of things that I look for in a pen well that doesn't necessarily make it a good pen for you or for anyone else in the room so being able to leverage like the group knowledge of everyone has been like really important for me in like just growing myself and learning and then be able to talk to someone else who's like brand new hey I just started this here's how i write here's what i'm looking for and then like to just appreciate every little thing you know about stationery you don't have to buy $300 pens to have a great experience you know you buy a $3 pen and write on any any piece of paper that you can find and and you're just set so you know it it's seeing kind of that community being so available and so approachable that changed kind of how i think about things and change how about how to think about doing things in the future too. So
0: Anna?
3: I I completely agree. And I think the yeah, the opportunity that, that everything from a roller roller ball or gel pen um, can create just as a uh, great an experience for what you need to do. If you're just taking notes at work or anything like that to a fountain pen, that's a hundred dollars, $200, $500. Mm-hmm. Um, And having all of those opportunities to have a great writing experience um, and having people here that can tell you I was listening to somebody today talk about, um, uh, you know, this was the original ballpoint pen, you know, and, you know, here's they're telling the story about how that came to be. And, you know, no, these didn't work great, but this is where it started. This was how they were trying to figure out how you could have something that you could put in your pocket and not worry about leaking okay well this one did leak but they were working on it (laughs) (laughs) but you know and and having that great history and you know how they tried to figure this stuff out Mm. and eventually figure out how to make these inks that actually didn't leak and the you know the the balls in the rollers that kept the ink in there and flowed properly and all this kind of stuff it's really cool it's just you know and these people have all that knowledge and all that history and being able to sort of learn from other people So,
0: fun. I think getting into fountain pens ended up giving me a greater understanding and appreciation of what I enjoy in pens. So, like, the the thing that I use the most these days is a rotary mechanical pencil. Like, that is the thing that I use to write the most. And there are reasons for that. Like, because it's it's better for me to use something that I'm not clicking or uncapping when I'm recording. Because, like you'll see me doing it like I'm taking notes as we go it's the quietest way for me to do it because the pencil can just remain uncapped all the time it's easier for me to do that and it's quieter when I use it it doesn't really make as many sounds because it can be picked up in the microphone but I have found a mechanical pencil that I adore like I use my rotary lava one uh, because I love the design of it fountain pens taught me more about the design and pens that I enjoy they taught me more about weight and balance because they tend to be on a higher scale so when I then started to understand what I liked about that, I could apply it to things that are more simple, but that I could still appreciate. Like using a, I used rings before I got really big into fountain pens and didn't like them so much. And I have a regular ring 500 at home as well that I really love to use and was using a bit last week. So getting into fountain pens seemed to give me just a better understanding of what I like and don't like and what I then can appreciate when looking at other things. And I like that stuff more now
1: than I did four years ago yeah i still get really excited about an awesome gel ink pen i mean like (laughs) i smile i mean i'm sitting there looking silly at my desk no one else around and i'll be using just whatever random fountain pens i'm using at the time and i break out a gel ink pen i was like oh man i missed you buddy and this is like a really cool (laughs) this is like a really great experience it happens all the time yep so great question another question Dave. Dave all
4: right, sure, hi. it's Dave. Um, so uh, I'm curious, uh, you know Mike talked a little bit about wanting to grow the audience next year and have more people in here sitting and more people standing and And so for everybody who might be listening at home and might be on the fence about buying that plane ticket or getting in the car and driving a few hours next year, like what is each of your number one reason um, to come to the pen show? So Anna.
3: Actually, the opportunity to get to hang out with my friends, meet new friends, um, meet vendors who can make me more knowledgeable about new products and older vintage products, Um, the opportunity to actually hold in my hands things that I only ever get to see online, Um, the Van Ness ink testing station Mm. where I got to actually sit for a half an hour and try out like 20 different bung box inks. I mean, these are things that you can't really do online um, that can either, that can inform whether or not you spend the money on something that's very either very expensive or or very inexpensive. Um, Getting to see all of these things, hold them in your hand, talk to the people who sell them, uh, get a nib Uh, tuned, um, get a custom grind. These are all things that you can do in person that, yes, you can do them online and you can do them through email and, and you can mail, you know, something to someone and have a nib tuned, but it's not the same experience as actually sitting with someone and handing them the pen, have them tune the nib, try it. Nope, not quite right. Hand it back. Let's try it again. You know, and work, really work with somebody. I mean, these are opportunities that are so, so so great. And then just getting to meet people and talk pens and sit around and kind of nerd out with other yeah. people who get really excited about this stuff. This is like, you know, my husband's teased me for weeks. This is the three days in which I'm probably the most extroverted I am um, compared with the other 362 days out of the year. <laughs> the rest of the time I stay in my, my house, in my room, on my computer. And then for three days I, I'm... I talk to people and hang out and stay up until two in the morning
1: so um for someone who 's never been to a pin show, you don 't come for the pens or the purchases or the inks. You come for the smiles and hugs, and everyone knows me i 'm a hugger, and it 's just like Anna was talking about getting to meet these people that you talk to online, even if you 've never talked to them. At all before, just being able to see these people, hang out with everyone, you know, hang out at the bar afterwards, sharing stories and pens and paper, and being able to talk to everyone. I mean, it's it's really all about the people. I I don't even care like much about the business stuff. Like you know, I'm actually here to work, but. That I'm just I want to get through the day so I can go hang out with everyone when I'm done because everyone's rolling by me. They can come see by me. Look what I got, Brad. I'm like, I haven't seen any tables yet. Yeah. Thanks.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's good that I can get to live through everybody um and everyone going through the show. So that that's pretty cool. It, it's I mean, it's one hundred percent about the people. I know a bunch of people traveled to this show. Um, I know it's a bunch of people's first show. And even if they just come for the people and for the hanging out it's going to be so fulfilling and so rewarding. I, I, I can't recommend it highly to enough enough to anyone who's even remotely interested in what we're doing to just come and hang out. I mean, that's seriously all you got to do and you'll have a wonderful time. And the next year you will be dying to come back, I hope.
0: Yeah, for me, obviously everything they said, but also the ability to try pens. Like one of the best things here is that ever, like it's not even a question. Like you say, well, what, what pen did you buy? Oh, this one. And they just give it to you. And then you just get a pad and you just start writing with it because everyone trusts each other that they're not just going to go and just stab it in the desk. Uh, <laughs> so it, that's one of my very favorite things its that sense of camaraderie of everyone. So I think we have three people waiting for questions. So we'll do these three and then we're going to cut it off because it's really hot in this room. Yeah, it's
1: so escalated please. quickly.
2: And here I was going to ask if I could have an extra question per layover on the way here, (laughs) Um, because you were talking about different. I feel like this somebody needs to check their tall privilege on this microphone. (laughs) Um, You are talking about different ways that people find the podcast and different ways that people come to it, and it got me thinking because I was sort of forced into it. I didn't get to choose which was my first episode, Uh Um, so I was just thinking if if you were going to recommend one episode for for listeners to get someone else into it, like the the first one is free episode mm. to make someone understand why they should listen and why they should care about pens, which episode would you pick?
0: Probably this one, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, it's not, I think...
2: So this one's full of inside jokes and yep. high temperatures? Well,
0: that's what we're best known for. So, like... <laughs> uh, well, the problem is... Getting into this show, and this is something we've been talking about a bunch, right? About how do we give a new starting point. And we're working on that um, for some point next. That's going to be mine and Brad's next kind of little mini project. is working on a new starting point for people because we realize that there's 200 of these now. The issue coming into this show at any point is, even if it's not inside jokes, it's just the accumulated knowledge of 200 episodes. So me and Brad refer to terms now like their second nature that people might not know. And, and that's always an issue with any anything that has lasted for as long as this has. Is jumping in anywhere is always going to be difficult. So I think, why I think this one might be a fun one to start off with is because it's kind of different and it's got a different vibe to it. And we're having a bit more fun with it and it's a bit more lighthearted than usual, I think. Um, but going forward, it's I think it's a important thing for us that we need to recreate and create something that becomes that and work better at trying to make the Panatic podcast
1: a better resource for people. And and for me, it might be kind of a cliched answer, but I honestly think number one would be the best, and I never thought I would say that until Mike forced me to listen to it about three or four weeks ago. Um, It's only
0: the best if you're gonna then listen to the whole thing, which is a good thing to do because you get all of the knowledge
1: that we've got over the last four years. But it's a daunting task. Yeah, but I thought like as nervous as I sounded and as, you know, sketchy as the whole thing was that we're <laughs> doing a podcast about pins. Massively different, yeah, really. for someone it? that's coming from z- like zero and has like a Bic or a Jetstream mm-hmm. or all of a sudden they found a gel pin that they want, they can go, oh, there's more stuff to like learn out there and then maybe I'll pick up some of these other episodes later. But um, yeah. I-, I was, episode one still holds up in a very strange kind of way which I'm, I didn't think I would say until you made me listen to it again.
0: <laughs> That's a good question.
2: And I can recommend the method, get someone in a car, drive all the way up the West Coast, control the phone, <laughs> and explain all the in-jokes to <laughs> them. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Just, like, hypothetically, recommendations. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we can get that as a service, right? We can yeah. find people, we'll hire someone. Doug, you'll do that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doug, what's your question? Uh, so what's your most exotic
4: nib grind, and what do you like about it? Anna?
3: Um, I actually don't have any exotic nib nib grinds yet. I would at some point like to get an architect grind, but I haven't done it yet. Um, Only thing I've had done so far was last year I had Mike Masayamo do um, two tunings for me. Um, Just because I'm left-handed, I wanted to have um, some edges uh, just touched up a little bit, just, I had a an italic and I had him round the edges just a little bit and a fine that I just had him buff out a little bit. So, that's it.
1: Um, For me, it's a recent one. I think architect type grinds would probably be a lot of our, our co- a common theme, but I actually bought a pen recently with a, um, Zoom nib, which is a sailor nib and it ended up, I didn't know if I would like it or not. It turns out I really disliked it because it writes like a marker so uh i'd like that yeah it's so my uh my friend mark bacchus i gave it to him i said just do something with this <laughs> so because uh-uh. it's just like a huge block of tipping on there so i'm pretty sure someone who knows how to work on nibs could like do something cool with this just massive workspace so he did an architect grind but the tipping on the pin is so big the back end of the architect grind looks like a fish hook So it's like the biggest, baddest architect grind you've ever seen in your life. And I brought it with me. So anyone who wants to see that, it's like you hold it up and you can see like you could you could tie it to a a fishing line and go fishing with this thing. It's pretty it's it's stupid in all the right ways. Brad showed me this and whilst he wasn't
0: looking, I turned a page of a notebook with it. Yeah, Yeah. I hooked it right in under there and, and turned it over. Yeah. I don't have anything really. Uh, mine is just like a cursive italic, which is like everyone's like, ah, that's that's the most I have, because uh, I'm still a little bit scared of of getting th- these things done. Because as well, like most of the pens that I would want to have something like that done to, I already really like. <laughs> so I've only ever had these grinds done on pens that I don't like, right? Like so, like I know they need to be changed in some way. So I have the work done. Um, I should probably just buy something and have it for that purpose, but I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Father Carl, you have the last question. The most important question. Yeah. What pencils did
4: you bring to the show?
0: I'm nice. using one right now. <laughs> uh, I'm using my Rotring Lava, I think it's a 600. I
1: don't know what they call They call that model a little something different, but yeah. yeah.
0: But I Newton. love this thing and I'm using it right now. And I'm, I this, this is like, if not, most it's in the my i think top two or three writing utensils i love mm-hmm. this thing to death because it's real heavy and it looks so good uh and it does a great job i also brought the mickey mouse kuratoga as well you didn't think i had this many right and i no. also bought a No magic pencil Ooh, how is that it's magic
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh and the apple pencil but yeah. it kind of counts
3: um, well, I brought two boxes of Conor Magic Pencils, and I have a few left, so mm-hmm. come see me if you want a Konor Magic Pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, CW Pencil Enterprises. Yes. Who I ordered them from them, and they included a hand ri- handwritten pencil note on my invoice saying, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, to which I put an Instagram picture up saying, uh, because I thought the pen show needed some pencils. Um. I brought those, but I also um, included in my regular kit um, some of my watercolor pencils, and I have a whole bunch, so (laughs) I got a problem.
1: So um, living up to Brad Dowdy hates pencils, as I've recently heard on my good friends, The Erasable Podcast, who we have so much fun with, I brought zero pencils to this show. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't want to besmirch the good nature of the fountain pen show, so... (laughs) But I, I will say I'm leaving with one pencil because I got the magic from Anna as well. So That brings us to the end of the episode. Brad Doughty,
0: where can people find you online? I'm giving you the honor this week. You <laughs> Find me online at
1: penaddict.com. You can find me on Twitter at Doughtyism and on Instagram at penaddict. Anna?
3: Uh, you can find me at wellappointeddesk.com. You can find me on Instagram at wellapPT. Desk. desk oh jeez
0: that was why i asked brad because i couldn't say honest <laughs> like i can barely say it when i'm looking at it on the screen same on confused. same
3: on twitter please don't make me do that again
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm at iMike. i am yk if you want to find our show notes for this week head over to relay.fm slash pen slash two zero zero for the episode 200 thanks again to Panchalet. but most of all thank you all for joining us we'll be back next week like in a few days <laughs> yeah like three days thank you for listening everyone oh come on I gotta take a picture of this from my stupid iPad